We're holding in the Nefesh Shachayim, Perak Yudalif. And uh, we were discussing, Nefesh Shachayim was explaining to us, the connection between the Neshamas of Kali Yisrael and the Torah. And that is going to explain another Yisrael. Maybe a deeper Yisrael. And he says, V'rezais ikar chiyosam v'ayram v'kiyom m'shalayalam. S'kulam al-nochel, the ikar life, and the kayach, and the ruchnias, which the world has, it's only based on how we learning Torah and we're learning it correctly. Because Akadish Baruch the Torah and Israel all one. We have to explain that line. So Zayar. So first, Nevi'shachayim explains the connection between the Torah and Israel, and he says the Shorish Nisham of every Jew is connected to a letter in the Torah. What does that mean? In what way are the Shavish of the Rishamas of Taishra connected to the Torah? It's well known that there's two names to Jewish people. The one name is Yisrael, and the other name is Yishur. And it's really pointed out by the Kedmonim that both Yishur and Yisrael have a meaning based on the Rashi Tevis, the letters of the, of the name. So they say Yeshurun is Rashi Tevis for the words Yesh Shishim Riboy Neshamas. The 600,000 Neshamas. And Yisrael is the Rashi Tevis of the words Yesh Shishim Riboy Oisiyos Natara. The 600,000 letters in the Torah. And it's wild, it's interesting, it needs explanation. Let's start with the first one. The name is Shurn, Yashishim Riba Nishamis, the 600,000 Nishamis. Well, we know it's not true. We can ask the question. There's many, many more than 600,000 Jews. And especially, not even talking about in one particular generation, we're talking throughout the span of history. So we're talking about many millions of Jews. So how can there only be 600,000 Neshams? And we know the answer, the principle is that there may be many multiples of 600,000 people in Kala Yisrael, but there are only 600,000 Neshams. Which means that there are many individuals who are all connected to the same Nisham. What does that mean? If we talk about Neshams as Jobs which Shachadish Baruch distributes for people to Mekayim. So in every generation, there needs to be somebody doing every possible job. For Klai Yisrael to be a functional Klai Yisrael. So every Dar needs its leaders, and every Dar needs its Rabbanim, and every Dar needs its Poskim, and every Dar needs its Tayanim, and its, uh, so on. And if that's the case, the tafkil of a certain Neshama, the role that that Neshama is meant to play, will have to get fulfilled in every door. And it could even be in every place. In a case where the, the job is something which many people are involved in doing, it means they all have a connection to the same Nisham. As an example of this, we know Moshe Rabbeinu was the leader of the Jewish people, the one who taught us Torah. We see a number of times that Amaroim and the Gemara are referred to the title Moshe. 
such as Rava, even though they weren't, their name wasn't Moshe. But rather the meaning was, it was a compliment that they are fulfilling the tafkid of Moshe and Nedar. If Moshe's tafkid was to teach Torah to Jewish people, to be the ultimate Torah authority, so every Dar needs someone to teach that Dar Torah. Every Dar needs its God Ladar, its Torah authority. And as a sign of respect for Rabbah, they called him Moshe because to show that he was fulfilling the role of Moshe Rabbeinu in his Dar. If we say that in different words, we would call it that the neshama of the Jewish leader of the Jewish people, we call it the neshama of Moshe, and every door has its leaders who connect with that neshama. We find a similar thing in the Zayar. Rabbi Shem Ha'ichai talks about himself as being connected to the neshama of Moshe Rabbeinu, and we understand. Rabbi Shem Ha'ichai in his door was the, the one who taught Torah, so he would have had a connection to that neshama. It could even be that there are many, many people in every door who are connected to the same neshama. It could be all the people in the Dar who are teaching Torah have a connection to some Neshama. All the people in the Dar who are being Dayanim may be all connected to the same Neshama. And just, that's just uh, two examples. Which means the principle is there's 600,000 Neshamas. There are many people connected to each Neshama. And the corollary to that, which we learn from the Rizal, that's why when one particular individual isn't fulfilling the job meant for him so then it's possible for other people who are connected to the same neshama so to speak to compensate and do extra in order to fulfill that same task so that's the one idea we talk about 600,000 neshamas we talk about 600,000 tafkidim Hashem had in mind for the Jewish people to fulfill now the next part the name Yisrael, Yeshishim Riba Oasis the Torah. There's 600,000 letters in the Torah. And that's meant to show that there's a connection, there's a relation between the Neshamas of Klai Yisrael and the letters in the Torah. Except here too we have a question. And that is, we've counted the letters in the Torah. And they're nowhere near 600,000 letters. There are 335,000 approximately letters, which is just over half. So how can we say there's 600,000 letters in the Torah? For those who want to say that the way we get to 600,000 letters is by breaking up the letters as we have them into parts. So for example, every Aleph could really be two Yods and above because the, the, the shape of the Aleph is a Yod facing up, a Yod facing down, and the central shaft is just above. So if we break every Aleph, instead of counting it as one letter, we could count it as three. Every Dalit. You could count as a Dalad and a Yud. Every Hey, I'm sorry, you could count as a Dalad and a Yud. Really, every Dalad you could count as two Vavs. So if we break up letters into smaller parts, every Shin could be three Vavs. Uh, every Tzadi could be a Yud and a Nun. If you're going to break up all the letters into smaller parts, so then you'll have many more letters. The problem is, it's true, it increases the amount of letters, but perhaps too much. Because if you're going to break every letter into two or two, three parts, so we're going to have many more than 600,000 pieces of letters in the Torah. But there's another question too. There's another question too. And that is the phrase which we said before for the name Israel really doesn't make sense. Because the way we said it was Yesh, Shishim, Ribai, Oisiyas, La Torah. 
the 600,000 letters to the Torah of the Lamed. That's not the way we say in Hebrew, there's 600,000 letters in the Torah. The correct grammar for that would be, Yeshishim Ribe Oisius Torah with the base. So, what does it mean when it says La Torah? So, the Pshat's given, I heard this originally many years ago from Rabbi Zevlef, but I've since seen it in other places too. We know that, and we spoke about this previously, that the Torah can be read the way we read it now. Let's call it the Torah as it's defined, as it's explained in the physical world. But we know there's a Ruchni Torah too. And we saw previously the Midrash which says that it's really a reorganization of the same letters. And if you'd be able to read the Torah differently, then you'd be able to understand a completely different meaning in Torah. A Torah which refers to different worlds, to more spiritual worlds. So the same letters explained differently could mean different things. And in that way, there's 600,000 Oasis Torah. Now means towards. Towards. So the Torah we read now talks about how Hashim created the world, what happened until that stage. But the Torah can, besides being reread, to tell us how the spiritual world works, it can also be used to tell us what's going, everything which is going to happen in the future in this world too. So the Ramban famously says at the beginning of Hazina, the Vilnagon says the same thing in the Shlema. And therefore, la, to the Torah of the future, there's 600,000 letters. It means the same Torah which can be re, the same words, which can be regrouped, re-read, re-understood. It adds much more layers of interpretation. So there's a connection between Klai Yisrael's Neshamas and the Torah. So, in one sense, they're one. But the Nevesh is going to explain more. The, the Machshava, the intention of Klai Yisrael, came before anything else. It doesn't contradict what we saw previously. The Torah says that it was created before everything else. It's all the same thing. The Machshava of Klai Yisrael and the Torah are one source. And that's why it says Machshavtan Shal Yisrael, which means Hashem's intention for Klai Yisrael. We defined the Torah previously as the Chachma of Hashem. And the Chachma of Hashem, of course, existed before the world. It was with that Chachma that Hashem made the world. But Klai Yisrael didn't exist before the world. Klai Yisrael are created. But the intention, the thoughts of the planning for Klai Yisrael came first. Means that a clash of oil and machshava in Hashem's intention that came beforehand. But let me reach the machshava. The side of the reusayla, the uppermost rotten, the uppermost will of Hashem. And he brings in the Zayat, the Yisrael Sarik Birusa. That Kaisal were solid, went up in Hashem's Ratzan before the world was created. What does that mean? What does it mean that there was the Ratzan of Hashem for Kaisal which was solid, which went up before the world was created? So it's a phrase which people often see this idea of Arab or Salik Birusay. We have to understand what it means. And that's what the Nefesh Shachayim he brings a number of quotations from the Zayar. And from the result, to explain what this idea of 
So let's explain a little bit. Without having, turning, looking up inside with you, all the Zoras and the results he's quoting, I just want to tell you outside the idea that the results has. And to simplify the idea, make it in terms which we can more readily relate to, what the result says is Nakadish Baruch is creating a system. And that system connects the spiritual world to each lower level of the world until our world. There's two ways Hashem can run that system. Either the system can be run from the top down, in which case every lower level is only able to receive from a level higher than it, or that system can be created in a way where what causes everything to happen is from the bottom of the system. The Nebuch himself previously gave a marshal of a chain. So if you have a long chain, so you can either shake it from the top and the ripple effect will be felt the whole way down, or alternatively, a person could shake it from the bottom and the effect will be felt the whole way up. So, when HaKadosh Baruch wants to create the world, which option is he going to use? Is he going to use the option that everything begins from above and makes its way down? Or is he going to start with the, the option that, that what needs to trigger everything begins at the bottom and that sends, that's, begins the process which is going to be felt higher and higher up the chain until the top and then we'll bring a reaction back down with it. In other words, is the world going to be created in a way where this world is just the last stage, which is the final recipient of whatever the uppermost world decides causes and then gets gradually uh, down through the various levels until it comes to our world over here, or does it start the other way around? That the original impetus to do anything has to begin from here, and that's what triggers the whole system, so to speak, from the bottom up, to cause an effect which is going to change everything. So we know, and that is, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu intended that people's actions should have significance, and the Shachayim himself said this at the very beginning of Shara Aleph, it's only if what people's actions do has an effect higher up. If what people do have no effect, and everything is just the result of what Hashem has decided in Shemaim, then really our, meaning, our actions are meaningless. Uh, they have no effect anyway. So in order that people, people should be able to do something, and there should be something which is meaningful, and should have an effect, it has to be that the system is created in a way that everything which begins, begins from the bottom. And that means begins from the bottom. That means that it has to have a starting point over here, which is going to cause an effect in Shemaim, which is then going to make a difference back here again. So once the world's created, and once it's set up, and once a person is there to do the job, so then for sure, what a person does is what begins the process, and as a result, whatever the process is going to be, whether it's a, for reward or punishment, whether it's a mitzvah or avera, it's the direct result of what people do. That's the way Hashem creates a system that people can affect that system. That we all know. And I've spoken about the Nefesh Rechaim before. The Chedish we're going to learn now is that that system didn't change after a person was created. That system didn't change after a person was created. If the way the system is going to run is HaKadosh Baruch Hu is building it, that there has to be a starting point 
from the bottom of the chain to work up in order to cause an effect, then that's going to exist at the beginning too. Which means there has to be a something which is working from the bottom up to cause an effect from the top down. But before there are people, and even more than that, before there's a physical world, how does that make sense? What's going to cause this effect which is going to begin the process, which is going to have the result of bringing a certain level down if people don't yet exist? And that's what the Arizal says when the explanation of the words desire, kisalik bira Something went up in Hashem's Ratzah. Which means when there weren't people to begin the process of bringing something up, which means of beginning a process which could have an effect, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzah took, took the place. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzah is now what is is something from the bottom up, so to speak, in order to have the effect of the shepherd brings down. And once again, that's what Tarizal says, but in his explanation, what is, where, is, where is Hashem's rotten lower down that it's working up to cause an effect lower, to cause an effect to happen? And the answer is, and the principle is, the, the same idea we say about Shabbos. Now we say Shabbos was Hashem's intention from the beginning, even though it only existed at the end. It's safe, ma'asib, and machshavat The machshava was Shabbos. The machshava was Adam Abba. The machshava was what the world's meant to get to and what's meant to be in the end. And it was a question of creating a system which would eventually get there. So if you ask where HaKadosh Baruch Hu's machshava was, machshavat khira was Shabbos. If you ask where Hashem's Ratzin was, Hashem's Ratzin is that the world should get to that Shabbos. But now that's the end stage. And therefore working backwards, that Rotten is going to create the world in a way which we can get there. That Rotten is going to create the reality which will bring to it. So it begins from the end point. It begins from the, the, the end point Hashem wants to achieve. And that's now going to cause everything to happen in a way which is going to make sure that that end point gets reached. That's what's called Arabah Makhshava. The Rakadish Baruch is Makhshava. In other words, before we get to the stage where there was actually Rakadish the people who are going to cause things to happen, it was Hashem's Makhshava intention, plan for the future, which is going to begin the process, which is going to make things happen in order to make that Makhshava come into being. And therefore, when you say that Makhshava Shal Yisrael was Oyle Tchila, it means the, the intention for Kla Yisrael was the ayat khira, that was the original factor which causes things to happen. And not that it happens top down, it happens from the bottom up. But the marshava of what the lowest level was meant to be, is going to begin the process to create the reality, to make the matthias which is eventually going to get there. And that's why the marshava of Kaisha was ayat bitkhila, because the it might be the end point of creation, the creation of man, but that's the etzim, the fact which triggered the whole creation. When before there was a person who through their actions was going to cause things to happen, so it was the machshava, the rotten for the person, the intention that a person was going to be there, that that's what makes everything happen, and make it happen in a way which was going to bring to, which was going to bring to the culmination of that machshava, the realization of that rotten. 
And that's why he says that the Re'usa, of course, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants is still on the level of Hashem. Hashem's Ratzin is part of Hashem. But it's a Ratzin for Ka'i Yisrael, which will eventually lead to the creation of Ka'i Yisrael as people, not as Hashem, as physical people, who are going to fulfill that intention Hashem has for them. And at that stage, by us fulfilling what Hashem wants us to do, then we're going to bring about the result which He wants us to, wants to happen. So there's two stages. Before the Bria, and what began the Bria, was the stage of the Machshavah Shal Yisrael. So that was an intention for a lower stage, which became the starting point, which became the catalyst for everything to happen in order to bring to that stage. And once that first stage, which means the stage of creation is complete, and people now exist, now the system is going to work the same way, which means it's going to be people down here who are going to provide the trigger, who can provide the impetus for a system to happen and actualize that Machshava Vashem. And that's how we see when it comes to the Briyas Oilem also. That the first part, which was the creation of everything which preceded a person, that all happened before a person came into the world. That all happened because of Hashem's Machshava of making this world a place habitable by people which will present a person with the perfect environment that he needs in order to achieve what a person has to achieve. But as soon as the person is created, now it shifts to the person. And now whatever happens in the world is based on what the person does or doesn't do. And therefore the plants all existed, but it hadn't yet rained. Because now that the person exists, now he's here, he's meant to do everything. He's meant to cause everything to happen. And he's going to have to be the one to daven in order to make it rain. So that's the idea of the Machshava. The Machshava, which is the starting point of what Hashem intends to create. And the Machshava was Yisrael. Because what Hashem intends to create is now Yisrael. Because there may be an end point in the creation. Even the creation of a human being was the end point of the six days. The creation of Klai Yisrael came nearly two and a half thousand years by Matan But that was the first point that Hashem had in mind. They both called Reishis. Because they both were starting points. Just in a different context. They both uh, were there before the world. And they both combine in what Kodesh Baruch Hu intends. The Torah is the Chachma of Hashem. Kla Yisrael is the Machshava of Hashem. The plan of, what Hashem, or the Ratzon of Hashem. And therefore, in that way, we explained why the Torah and Kla Yisrael Batim start from the same place. But we say, Kod Shebrich of Yisrael Kodesh Baruch is part of that one as well. Because the starting point of Kla Yisrael and the Torah is really in the Das of Hashem. One is what Hashem's we call Hashem's knowledge, the other is Hashem's plan. But they're both levels of, within Hashem's das. That's where the Torah comes from, and that's where the Machshava to create Klaishal comes from as well. Now, where's Nefeshachayim trying to go with this? The Yisraeli is trying to say, and which is bringing this deeper level, level to understand, is to understand that there's a connection when we learn Torah automatically to the highest level possible. It's not because we feel elevated. It's not because we 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 feel more uplifted that there's a connection. That connection is based on the fact we're learning Torah. Because by connecting the neshamas of our neshama when we learn to the Torah, we were actually connecting both of them to Hashem. More than that, 
if we're going to talk about the Machshava Hashem planned, the original Ratzin that he had, the original Ratzin that he had was to share his Chachma with people. To create a person who is able to enjoy and understand and benefit from Hashem's Chachma. He created the person who is able to learn the Torah, who he could share his Chachma with. It's part of what Hashem wants to give. As physical people, we minimize what Hashem is written to give as physical things. But the truth is, HaKadosh Baruch created a person to get much more than just money and the clothing and the house and food or whatever else physical things he may need. It's a much bigger chesed that Hashem created a person that he could share his chachma with. And that's the third. And that's how you talk about Olam Abba as being a stage where Kaisal was sitting in the third. It's the machshav of Hashem to share, but to share much more than just physical things. So that's the kiyum. That's the fulfillment of Hashem's machshava when a person is learning Torah. And of course, therefore, it brings the person to the highest connection of Ruchnis. Once we're on this topic, we can just add one more point. It's not directly related to the Nefesh Achaim's intention here, but it's a, it's a big chizuk which is worth talking about. And as we talk about Hashem's intention for this world, that He wanted there to be people, but Hashem's intention wasn't for the world of 2023. This isn't the level Hashem expected people to be on. It's not what He expected people to be doing. Really, the level Hashem expected, the Machshav Atchila, what Hashem expected people to do, was something maybe of the level of Adam Rishon before the Avera, or alternatively, something which would be like Yisrael after Mashiach comes. That's the intention of what Hashem wanted people to be. In a stage where they're much greater, they're much purer, they're much more able to focus on Ruchnius. And that hasn't happened yet. But if we think about it in the context, that that was the starting point. And from there was all of the Machshava to create the world. That final scene of Yemaisa Mashiach was Hashem's plan, and from that came the creation, just to bring to that stage. And it brings us to a tremendous chizuk. Because people sometimes wonder, is Mashiach still going to come? Do we deserve him? Maybe Klayashah is getting worse. Maybe we're losing people the whole time. Maybe our general collective level is dropping. How do we know we're going to deserve Mashiach? And the answer to that question is, it has nothing to do with if we deserve Mashiach. The answer is, Mashiach is going to come because that's what Hashem planned for the world. And the whole world only came about to bring to that last stage. It was the end point. Just like Shabbos is the end point of the week, Mashiach is the end point of human history. But that was that end point, which is going to the world still has to get to, was the original plan of Hashem. And therefore it's completely impossible that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have created everything and run a world for five and a half thousand years and then decided it'll never get to the point of, that it was meant to get to. It'll never justify all the, all the, so to speak, work, all the efforts which went into it. And therefore we're going to be guaranteed that Mashiach is going to happen. Whether we deserve it or we don't deserve it. Hashem is going to make us deserve it. It has to happen because that was the plan that Hashem originally intended. The whole world was created just to get to that point. And therefore we guarantee that if the world exists, it's only because it's existed in, and it is existing in order to bring us to that stage.
And when we get to that stage, then we'll understand what it means. This idea of Klai Yisrael and the Torah are one. Because now we might, we, since we are on a level so far from that, so detached from Ruchness, and even so distant from our own Neshamas, then of course we feel very far from the Torah too. But we get to the stage where Klai Yisrael are more connected to the level of Ruchness they're meant to be. They're more able to relate to their own Neshamas, and of course they'll be able to be much closer to the Torah too. And more than that, being as that will be the fulfillment of what Hashem intended, that there'll be people who He could share His Chachmah with, then for sure, by learning Torah, we're going to be that much more close to Hashem as well.